Harry Connick Jr., his music makes us all happy. I found out about this guy when the movie When Harry Met Sally came out, and I said to myself, who is this cat? This is not Frank Sinatra, but he's just as cool. Harry Connick Jr., I've had him on my show year after year. He's been kind enough to come back every so often and say hello. He has got a brand new song out. You are not going to believe this song. Wow, wow, wow. And Harry Connick Jr. joins us now. Harry, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about this choir you're singing with. They are so good. Boy, I tell you, um, I've I've been so lucky in my life to work with some amazing talent. And i got to be honest with you, this was probably the strangest circumstance I've ever encountered. When I wrote the song, the song is Star Still Shine, I wanted to write something to, to say thank you to the incredible men and women that are doing things for us that are really kind of helping us navigate through these times, folks like uh, garbage collectors and hospital cleaning crew and truckers. And so I wrote the song. I knew what I wanted it to sound like. So obviously we're in this pandemic. And when I recorded it, I don't know, six weeks ago or so, you know, I did it in my house and, you know, played all the instruments and whatever. And then um, I wanted a choir on it. And I'm thinking, well, how am I going to get a choir during a pandemic? So I called my buddy, uh, Doobie Powell, who's kind of a legend <laughs> in the gospel community. And I said, hey, listen, I, I need to work with those singers that, that we work with, but, but how are we going to do it? And he said, I'll send the track to each of them individually. Um, and they each put their parts on. I, you know, I know them all, but I haven't seen them in a long time. So that's kind of how that happened. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is so good. Did you when you saw the video and we posted the video on Facebook, when you saw the video, did you get chills? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the this whole thing came about because I did a road trip with my daughter, Georgia, who's a <laughs> right. filmmaker. Right. And we, we drove across the country in an RV to say thank you to these amazing people. And we finished it in New Orleans during a lockdown so everyone was socially distant you know the choir was wearing masks and you know was 12 feet apart they were violin players they were all socially distant and um the whole thing was very very emotional it's something that you know hopefully we'll never have to do again but uh it it was something we'll never forget and where do the proceeds go from this song stars still shine so right after Hurricane Katrina, my friend Branford Marsalis and I founded a place called the Ellis Marsalis Center for Music, which is an amazing facility in the Ninth Ward of New Orleans, which is one of the most underserved communities in New Orleans. Um, it's a fantastic facility that offers after-school programming you know, for kids. They have um, concert series. They teach the kids how to code. Or they have a recording studio. It's an amazing place, and, it, and it's expensive to operate, so we need help. So all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of this song, are going to the Ellis Marsalis Center for Music. And Ellis taught you early on in your career, right? He did. I've known that family my whole life, and Ellis was a, probably the most impactful uh, person musically in, in my life. And, you know, we, we he died of complications from COVID about two months ago, so... Uh, this whole thing is 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 
pretty raw and, and emotional for, for me. So if people like the song, I think that's fantastic. But just, you know, your listeners need to know that, that the money raised is going to an incredible cause that basically is ensuring the, the incredible talent that, that comes, that's going to come out of New Orleans in the, in the future has a, has a chance to, to thrive. Harry, one of the uh, positives that have come out during the pandemic is charities like this, people helping people. You talked about the essential workers um, a few minutes ago. I mean, that's the positive, that these people and these organizations are being recognized. Absolutely. I, I, I think a lot about this and any sort of... Um, tragedy there's going to be some good that comes out of it yep. and this is no exception and you know in addition to the discourse that a lot of americans are engaging in right now which i think is overdue and, and important there's a lot of a lot of light that's being shed on people and organizations that really deserve it and and the ellis marsalis center is one of those one of those places and these kids and 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 folks that go there you know are, are, are deserving of the same sort of opportunity that, that everyone else has. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of good can come out of it. We're talking with Harry Connick Jr. Tell me about your uh, road trip in the RV, because my family did this a few years ago, and I drove the RV. Did you drive it, or did you have a driver? Oh, no, I drove it. I mean, Georgia and I were the only people on the <laughs> RV. I mean, it's you know, in the middle of a pandemic, we, we were very, very careful okay. um, to quarantine. So uh, I drove it 3,500 miles. Georgia sat in the passenger seat and filmed it and, you know, operated, you know, multiple cameras and did all of the editing right there on the on the kitchen table. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty epic. But, uh, you you know, we'll we'll never forget it. Well, one of the things I learned about the RV, if you have people in the RV, the driver is the only one not having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, let's just say that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, some of those some of those legs can get pretty long. Um, and I kept telling George, I said, hey, listen, you sure you don't want to drive? She says, man, I'm not driving this thing. So you kind of once you wrap your brain around the fact that it's yep. going to be you behind the wheel. Yeah. Then, then you just kind of settle into it because, you know, you know, there, there's the only way you're going to get home is if you make it happen yourself. Right. I mentioned in the open when Harry met Sally, uh, that's when a lot of people like me discovered you. That was back in 1989, 89, 90 and 90 were huge years for you and when you were hitting it big you were bringing the big band sound back and grunge was just happening i mean how did that work well you know that's the cool thing about being in america is that we're so diverse and there's so much opportunity for you know different types of of creativity mm-hmm. um even in new orleans alone you know the the different styles and how things get mixed together. I mean, that's what our country is, Yeah, is, is, is a giant melting pot. So, I mean, I remember, you know, when I did my, my very first big showcase for my new record company at the time, Sony, they had one of these round stages where I, I, I was on one half of it, and then there was a curtain splitting it down the middle, and then the stage, stage rotated, and there was another act. And it was another band called New Kids on the Block. So it was, it, you know, that's that's what that's how we roll, man. We we have diverse tastes and interests, and we're a diverse country, and we, you know, we've always celebrated that. Right. You know, your singing career and your acting career run parallel. I think the last time we had you on is when you did, uh, I think it was Dolphin Tale 2. Okay. You're one of those guys that you're a singer that can actually act. I know music is your passion, but how much do you love acting? Well, I love it enough to keep doing it. You know, it's something that it doesn't just 
it doesn't just happen. You know, you have to, you know, you have to read a lot of scripts and you have to, you know, meet a lot of people and dedicate a lot of time to it. So, you know, just kind of, you know, do, you know, do it when you feel like it. So you, you have to, I have to enjoy it to, to, to want to do it and pursue Good. it. So um, right. I'll continue to do that. Cause I really, I really enjoy doing it. Can you tell the story about when you were in your 20s and you met Frank Sinatra? It's one of my favorite stories. You were dating your now wife, Jill, at the time, and Sinatra, you saw him in the elevator. Can you share that with our listeners again? Yeah, sure. Um, I I was um, singing at his 75th birthday party, and there were tons and tons of people there. There were lots of singers there, and I I just had a bad night. You know, I'm singing, and, you know, Frank Sinatra's, 20 feet away looking at me and right. I got really nervous and, and I forgot all the words of the song. So after the performance, I saw him going toward the elevator, I guess going back up to his room. And um, I guess he was tired, you know, probably didn't want to be bothered. But, you know, I insisted to my then girlfriend, Jill, that we go into the elevator and I, I needed to try <laughs> to redeem myself because I had embarrassed myself in front of him. So uh, we ran into the elevator. It was just me and Jill and Frank Sinatra and his wife, Barbara, and a security guy. And I said, oh, you know, Mr. Sinatra, you know, I messed up the lyrics and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I was waiting, you know, for him to say, listen, don't worry about it. It happens to everyone. You did great. Whatever. I was waiting for anything. And he just kind of looked at me and the elevator doors open. And um, he looks at Jill and and kind of cradles her her face in his in his hands, kind of like a in a, in a sweet way, you know, and right. he says, you're beautiful. And he gives her a kiss and walks out <laughs> and the elevator door is closed. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe this. Just, this is like the worst day of my life. <laughs> I mean, it's not like some guy, you know, it's right. Frickin Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. I mean, uh, of course you're going to be nervous. It is Frank Sinatra, the chairman of the board. Yeah. Ele- yeah arguably, you know, the, you know the, the the most famous singer of all time right and uh yeah that was tough but i made it through that if i can make it through that i can make it through anything yes definitely so i mean sinatra ella fitzgerald you were you were influenced early on in your career who influences you now you know it's funny i, I don't really have any and, and i'm being honest um I, I i am easily influenced and 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 so i choose not to to listen because because I like to kind of be alone with with my own thoughts. I hear a ton of stuff. It's not like I live in a vacuum. You know, I mean, I, right. I hear lots of music, and there's amazing talent out there. I mean, the, the talent that's you know coming out. This you know the young talent is just ridiculous. It's it's so cool to see. But I don't I don't really consider them influences only because I don't I don't really study them that much. You know, like I used to. Right. Okay, that makes sense because you want to have your own music originate your own music i completely get it yeah exactly and for you know if, as good or bad as that may be it's it's mine and 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 uh it's yep. bereft of outside influence right own it uh, during the pandemic were you quarantined with the family you have three daughters yeah we were all all together um you know which was you know unfortunate for them in the sense that you know they're young women who you know are in the process of kind of designing their lives and you know kind of revving up the engines to go and then everything got sidelined but in the scheme of things you know we're so fortunate to be able to quarantine yeah. um you know there's so many folks who who can't do that so we're aware of that and we count our blessings every day and um that's why this whole song and everything came about in the first place is to 
you realize how, how lucky we are as we're quarantining at home. It's, you know, people out there risking their lives for us. So um, we'll, we'll be, you know, eternally grateful. I've, I've said it a hundred times on this show during the pandemic. I mean, even going to the grocery store, you have these people that you see every single day. And I have my jewel here in Chicago and I see Caroline. I see George. I see all these people. I have Marie. Yeah. See, we have our people and uh, they are risking everything just to go to work to help us. Well, you know what's crazy, man, is that they really are. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other night who's a friend of ours who's not really taking this thing very seriously. And I'm thinking it would be nice if, if you spent a little bit of time to, to realize the, the you know, and she's, you know what she said to me? She goes, well, you know, I don't really know anybody who's been affected. I said, listen, I have six people in my life who have died from COVID. Oh, six, wow. Including Ellis Marsalis, mm-hmm. including an uncle of mine. I mean, it's, you know, this is a drag. Yeah. And, and for, for your jewel or my Marie, they are heroes, man. I mean, they can't they can't sit at home and wait this thing out. You know, they're they're going out there and doing their job for us. So listen, you know, all credit is to them, and 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 all thanks to them. They have to earn money for their families too. You right? Know? They can't sit at home. You know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Harry, it's great to hear your voice, man. Thanks for coming on. Man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And the song, again, is called Stars Still Shine. Where can they find it? They can get it just about anywhere, I'm assuming. Anywhere they would normally get their music. And uh, just know that it's all going to a good cause. Love it. Harry Connick Jr. Thank you, Harry. All right, bro. Bye. And the stars still shine. Still shine